This podcast has bad words in it. You have been warned. I'm Zach Bohannon. I make my living telling stories, but I'm also a metalhead, retired drummer, avid gamer, and most importantly, a loving husband and father. Join me each week as I sit down with a fellow dad and discuss balancing a creative life with family, careers, hobbies, and all the other things guys love. This is the Creator Dad Podcast. I had to let you finish taking your drink of coffee. So what's up, Chris? Or whatever you're drinking. Are you drinking coffee? Uh, hot chocolate. I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking coffee these days. <laughs> Hot chocolate. What? What? T- I don't even know what time it is where you're at. It is quarter after one. I think we're on the same time right now. Oh, okay. See, that's how. I guess that's how ignorant I am about. Uh, well, half the year we're the same time, and half the year we're one hour off. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Because we don't do daylight savings time in Costa Rica. Oh, you are so lucky. <laughs> so lovely. So lovely. I wish. But they when your do- days are basically twelve hours a day all year round and there's no like massive difference in the length of day. There's no point in having daylight savings time. There's little point in having it when your days do change. No, there is almost no point in having it now. Like so many people here in the States wish they would just get rid of it, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I had no idea we're in the same time zone. I, like I said, that's just me being ignorant, I guess, about where Costa Rica is. I mean, I, you've never had a reason to know. No, I have no reason to know where Costa Rica is. So except for one of my good writer friends lives there. So, so how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, We just moved into where I'm now living um, two and a half months ago, which I'm now living more in the city in the central area of Costa Rica. And we're figuring out systems and routines and finally settling into those routines, which is so helpful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know, uh, you know, your little one is starting school and all that, which is Mm -hmm. like, that obviously brings a new routine. We were talking a little bit off air about all that stuff. And uh, I, I know that brings up some big changes and stuff. So Yeah, for sure. I can't believe it's been two and a half months because it feels like I just saw you yesterday. I know. Like, yeah, I was, when was September? September, September would have been the last. Time? Because remember between in three months, you and I saw, we each, saw each other, other like, like three, four, four, times. four different states we saw each other in. So we saw each other in Massachusetts and uh, Ohio, Ohio, Tennessee, Tennessee, and Louisiana. Louisiana. (laughs) And the first time I met you in person was the first time I met my co-host on the Right Away podcast, JP, in person. And we've been doing that for over a year. And that was the first, but thanks to the pandemic, um, it was the first time I've met a lot of my friends in person. You know, it's funny, the... um, you know, there's that joke about Jay, where if Jay starts a new podcast, you should take a shot. I think the theme of this show is becoming every time JP gets mentioned, you take a shot. Excellent. Like he's we come up that. on so many episodes of the show. <laughs> it's so uh, funny. And I, I know he loves it because he listens and he'll text me and say stuff to me about it. So, <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, cause he was obviously came up on Jeff Elkins episode mm-hmm. you know, and then you've talked about him me and Jay talked about him. Uh, I can't, there was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha had mentioned him. I think, I think he did come up on Sasha's episode maybe. And I think there was like one other one where he came up, but uh, I think Christine Daigle uh, on, I think we, we talked about it. Yeah. Because they do. Yeah. Because they're they're, also podcasts. They're also podcasts. Yeah. That's the other one I was missing. So, 
Um, yeah, so it's just uh, it's funny, but we love JP. Hey, we so. keep him around. <laughs> so you guys, uh, yeah, you guys, as as far as your podcast, so you guys do right away, uh, mm-hmm. the right away podcast. Um, and you guys are like 80 episodes in there, like pretty close to that. We're up, hitting right? 80 next week. Yeah. Man, that's congrats on that. That's awesome. Thanks. You know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, most podcasts don't make it past seven. So, you know, of course you guys are pros. So that's a little well, different. Well, one of the things this, like starting a podcast came up in conversation somewhat recently with somebody. Oh, I was, um, um, I was having a conversation with some of, uh, Dan Wilcox's, uh, crew, the activated authors, and somebody asked like advice about starting a podcast. And I was like, and I have the opinion in creativity in life, anything worth starting is worth starting badly. And so when I started right away, I was by myself. I wasn't really sure like what my format was going to be because it was the first time I'd ever done a podcast. And so I started out by myself and tried doing interviews. And that was too energetically draining for me as an insane introvert. Um, and then I was like, well, am I going to do like solo shows? That was also draining because I couldn't just sit there and jabber at the camera. I had to write everything out beforehand and then speak it. Um, and then I brought JP on. And so because of that, I had like these large gaps because I didn't have the energy to put out an episode. And then I brought JP on and we've been consistent ever since, but it started badly, um, quote unquote badly, because I had to take time to figure it out. Um, And I know a lot of people will be like, if you can't start right, don't start it. You're not ready. And I just disagree with that so much. I know I agree. And I mean, if you, you know, we, we made the joke earlier about Jay, how many podcasts he's had. And I mean, but if you listen to his, like the horror writers podcast from back in like 2015, 2014, whenever it was, I mean, like he's a way better podcaster and he, I would say this to his face. I mean, he knows this, but you know, he's a, he's a way better podcaster now than he was then. And like, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of can learn on the go for sure, you know? And, um, and, and you went through all the different iterations of like, you know, trying to figure out what you like, like the interviews, people don't realize how doing it by yourself, how hard that is. You know, I mean, you basically, like you said, you basically have to script it in, in that mm-hmm. case. Otherwise you're going to have, you're probably going to be doing a lot of editing because you're going to have a lot of dead air in there. Right? It's hard to talk to yourself, you know? And, um, and, and the thing, you know, Sasha brought up something and when I was talking to her that I really, like never really thought about either, but it's also, it is a performance, mm-hmm. you know, doing a podcast. Cause uh, I mean, you and I are sitting here having a conversation, but it's not like, this is probably not exactly how we would have a conversation. Well, I know yeah, there's a few them. in jokes that will, will, that just wouldn't make sense to throw into this conversation <laughs> because sure. they just wouldn't make sense to the, to the community. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's definitely that for sure that <laughs> they wouldn't get it at all. So, but, uh, and then on top of that, like, you know, I think a lot of people just think, Oh, I could do a podcast. It's just talking. And it's like, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not, that's not what it is. You know, plus you have all the post-production and, you know, if you don't have any audio experience, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot. So, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. You guys have, have gotten that far and stuff. And I mean, so you're, I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm assuming like doing the co-host thing and especially specifically having JP is probably like you found your sweet spot with it. Yeah, I think uh, we've actually been meaning to kind of have a powwow chat up and like see how we want to um, change things going forward. Um, because 
um, in some ways we've run out of like the, and you, you and Jay ran into this when you were running a career author. At some point you run out of things that you can cover in the format you currently have. Yep. Um, and so we've talked about starting to do um, series where we take like a topic and go deep into it over several episodes. So that might be something that we decide to go with. It just requires more planning on our part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, if you want your podcast to keep going over time, it's going to have to evolve for sure. Yeah, it is. It is hard. I mean, you mentioned the career author, you know, I mean, yeah, Jay and I can totally just kind of hit a wall. <laughs> we were just like, how, how much more self-publishing stuff can we talk about, you know? And I don't really, I don't really buy too much into the whole thing about, um, you know, people will talk a lot about, oh, well, like, what are you going to say that hasn't been said? And there is a degree to that. But at the same time, it's people were coming to that show for our voices to hear what we had to say about it. You know, and I, I think that that's something that that kind of gets lost sometimes and is really important when people are looking for starting this big original idea that no one else is talking about. It's like, well, for one, that's hard to do. But two, you know, your people are, people come, I, I feel that people come to podcasts they, they initially find them because of what the subject matter is or whatever, but they stick around because of the people, the host. 100%. You know? and, and I'm sure you've experienced this when you go to a conference or whatever, like people come up to you and they talk to you like they know you because they've heard you on a podcast and they're like, oh, how's your daughter, all this stuff. And I have to kind of stop them and be like, that's all good. What's your name? Right. <laughs> you know, <type> <laughs> And it sounds pretentious, but like, it's true. Like it just, I mean, and, and as a po an avid podcast listener, I feel like that, um, I, I like when I, the podcast I love to listen to, I feel like I know those people. You know? Yeah. And I love, I love the name for that phenomenon. It's called parasocial relationships where it's mm. one way of the one way relationship and just having like a word for it, like is so helpful be like, okay, like this is a thing. This is a pattern. When I have a word for something, then I can start to like figure out how to process it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting phenomenon for sure. So especially being on the side of it where you have people coming up to you, you know, so, but, uh, but yeah, and, and having like having the right collaborator to make such a big difference. I mean, like I've talked to so many authors who, you know, obviously have come to me and Jay about, uh, you know, like, how do I find a collaborative person to write with? And they want to like just drop stuff in a Facebook group or something. And we're just like, that's probably not going to work. I mean, Jay and I were friends for a long time before we even did a project together, you know, cause that stuff isn't like, you have to really see what your chemistry and stuff is going to be like. You yeah. I was, we actually just recorded an episode on that, uh, for the right way. And it, that's the, the biggest thing for me is like every person I've co-writed with. And I think I, I've had like seven co-writers. I've been friends with them for a good period of time before we considered doing a project together. And I was often, a bit, uh, like very familiar with their work, with their style, with their personality, all of that plays into whether we will be good doing a project together versus just being appreciative of each other. Absolutely. I mean, that's why Jay and I have been able to do so much stuff together. And like, even when I was in bands, you know, I, I tried to start a couple of bands with just random people I met, like, and I, I remember the last time I did that, I met these guys one time and then never saw them again. It was just like, okay, that, that was, that was fun, I guess, for that one, like practice or jam session or whatever. But like, you know, the, 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 the bands I was in where it was like, we're like, we were friends and, and, you know, cause that stuff is important when you have that creative 
relationship like that, you know? Yeah. So, so, and of course you also, um, you, you do the, the author success mastermind podcast with Jay. So yeah, what's so the what's, community behind that and have the whole community and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's funny. Like I often will joke with people that I feel like you're kind of like my sister because we, <laughs> because we have the, and, and Jay is like, you know, our, same our, podcast dad. Yeah, we have the, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just really funny. Like, you know, we're both podcast partners with them. We do these different things with them and stuff. So yeah. it's, uh, I, I make that joke a lot, but, um, you know, like how, how's your experience been podcasting with him? You can totally shit on him too. Cause I do it on <laughs> here all the time. <laughs> it's exhausting. No. Um, it's interesting because I know that his way of doing podcasts is one take, like he doesn't edit yeah. anything out and, um, as everyone knows, who's met me like more than once in person, like once I can hold up a face, but if you meet me twice, you realize that I am a spaz and I stumble over my own tongue and my brain will split in two different directions. And I'll try to say this, like two different thoughts at the same time. Um, and that happens on the podcast all the time. And so this is, uh, probably the first podcast he's ever done where we have bloopers often and throw them at the end of the, <laughs> the episode. It's written. It's rarely him. It's rarely him. It's almost always me like 99%. He has them sometimes we we've, we've had bloopers and stuff on our podcast. Yeah. But you, yeah, you guys kept a bit. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, whatever. Yeah. Cause we're just, yeah, yeah we're not big on it. Occasionally JD will have us edit stuff. And that's like, and I mean, he'll, he'll tell you like, this is his Aspie brain, you know, like things will bother him and he'll text, he'll email us like two days later and be like, we got to take this out. Or there was too much space between us talking here or something like that. Like those little things bother him. And it's, it's funny, but yeah, when like he and I totally are just like, whatever, we're not going to edit anything. We'll just like, I know people who Go ahead. I was, there are some episodes that would be a good five to 10 minutes of nonsense if I did not edit them out. <laughs> well, some people get like really granular too, and they want to take out their likes and ums and stuff. And, and I don't know. You know, I actually do that, but it's, it's for a different lazy reason. Um, cause it's easier for me to take them out because I also do the transcripts mm. for the podcast. And so I used a script and for the transcripts to read better and be easier to edit, I take them out automatically. Doing so also edits the audio on the script. So mm-hmm. ours does take that out, but it's because I'm lazy. But the script does it automatically, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they have a yeah, tool that have, does it? Yeah, they're just like, it's just like boop, 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 done. And it's super accurate? It's it's pretty accurate. There are times where I've had to adjust it a little because it picked something up that it thought was an unintentional repeat of something. Mm. And, and there, it does require like that you pass through it. You can't just be like, yep, that's good. Like I took out all the ums, uhs and double like repeatings. (laughs) Now we're good. Like it's, you know, it would be like letting Grammarly make all your grammar changes for you on your manuscript. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't do that. So Grammarly and ProRionate are great, but yeah, don't don't on them for your writing. They require supervision. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i you know i know that my my stuff would sound better if i took all those out because i'm i'm bad with like and you know those are two things i say a lot and uh, my whole thing is i'm just trying to improve and just trying to say them less but at the same time i've kind of looked at the script and i'm like that could be that could it's actually pretty. be really helpful plus you get the transcripts yes which is awesome so but uh so what are you um like we talked about this a little bit when you 
we were hanging out a couple months ago, but like writing wise, what, what, how's that been going? Like, what have you been working on? So I just finally like really got back into a writing routine. My co-writer and I on my super secret romance pen name are trying to wrap up the rest of the books we have in our series so that those can be done. Um, and that's been my bread and butter for f- five years now. Uh, close to, um, I may be in year five now and, um, and, um, the other thing I'm writing is my, uh, like queer fantasy serial. And that is where like my, my excitement is. That's the kind of stuff that I've wanted to move to writing for so long, but I was so exhausted with mom life and, um, and writing what it was currently writing and keeping on top of that because for, a good minute, I was publishing at least a book every other month, if not more. Um, most of my writing career was that hard and intense. And it was really hard to throw extra projects in on top of that. So I'm really enjoying like now that I'm finally able to get into writing stuff that makes me super happy. And the stuff that I read regularly, just when I'm wanting to read for fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, are, are you the type of person that uh, are you, are you like to bring up Jay again? Like, can, can you work on multiple projects at a time? Sometimes if they're not taking all of the same energy. Yeah. Um, sometimes I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Jay, it amazes me how many projects he can work on at a time. I'm just like, dude, cause I am, uh, I'm very much like focus on one book, you know, I, I can, I can do like other, so I can be working on a first draft and be also like outlining or planning another book or a series or a project or something. And I think I could, I mean, I think I could probably write nonfiction and fiction at the same time. Um, but I just choose not to, because I'd rather just put all my energy in like all the time I have for words in a day, you know, cause I'm not one of those marathon I'm gonna write five or six hours a day people I mean I'm I I have a couple hours in me and to to get words in and that's it and then I'm fried Mm -hmm. so for me I'm I'm like I'm gonna put that into whatever the main project I'm working is but it's it's so hard because like you know I'm gonna just like every other writer just like I'm sure you I'm gonna die with ideas for books I never got to write absolutely absolutely so it's it's really hard so so you're um I had known you were switching genres and I, I couldn't remember if you'd said when we talked before, it, like I, th- I thought I'd remember you talking about how you really wanted to write sci-fi. Yeah. Um, like just the realm of sci-fi and fantasy in general. Like I, I have a few starts of, of stories that were sci-fi, but since starting them, time has gone on long enough that I've kind of like lost that thread. Right. Yeah. Um, and so um, I really wanted to, s- and then I realized some of the things that were holding me up is the, level of like basis in science that I like want, even if it's more sci fantasy, like I still want things to like make sense. And, and I enjoy research. That's just one of the things I love to do. And I realized that that was slowing me down with the science fiction. So one of the reasons I pushed myself over to fantasy is I can make up a lot more there. And still, even with that, because I placed my main character's origins in a mining town that her dad runs the mine I had to do so much stupid research on mining for something that's only going to matter realistically for the first 10 chapters of this stupid story (laughs) and like but you got to know it but it might be like important again at the end of it but I got to know it before I can move forward 
See, that's where you, the, the science part, that's where you should just cover it with JP and just let him, just let him be the revisor. Right. <laughs> Do all this. Just the, I, I remember when, when Jay and I wrote a, a sci-fi series together, an alien series, and I, I hate research. Like, it, it's not that I don't like learning. I just, cause I love reading and learning, but I don't know. I always feel, I have that thing where it's hard for me to realize like if I'm doing research for a book, it's hard for me to, to be like, I'm working on this book, even though I'm not putting words down. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's a min- does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like if I feel like I'm only working on a book, if I'm putting words or editing. And so it's just a mental hurdle I have. So I have I- definitely had that hurdle at, at other points. And I think that my severe burnout is actually what helped me move over that in some ways. So hopefully like that makes you can, sense. Yeah. uh, Like I had to learn like all of the pieces that actually equaled the work I produced and recognize them all, all of the admin, all of the everything, because everything took so much energy for me when I was in the burnout and I had to like retrain myself on how to recognize work. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard sometimes, you know? Um, And, and with that project, you know, Jay was okay with it and he was coming behind me and editing so I would just put in brackets, like figure out some science shit here or something yes. like that. Or, or, Hey, this is, you got to figure out how, how this and he, but he enjoyed, I think he enjoyed it. He at least told me he did. So, excellent. you know, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, well that, that's awesome. So you're, um, so I'm assuming you're writing this new stuff under a different name. I would assume this will be under Chris Kane. Yeah. Okay, so it won't cool. be under the romance pen name. It'll be under my name. And I'm really excited to finally get stuff out under my name. I was about to say, um, this is, yeah, because you haven't done that yet, right? Nope. That's awesome. That's that's yep. that that's great. So you're um so you're writing, you said you're writing like queer fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you um I, I was just having a conversation with Sasha because she's moving into writing. Um, like young adult mm-hmm. bisexual and lesbian and that was that was interesting because she was talking about just how underserved of market it was which really kind of surprised me um now are you so are you is your stuff going to be more for adults or yeah yeah my main characters start around like 17 18 um but because i'm doing this serial i just have that opportunity to take it many many years into their future. Um, yeah. And I think the majority of the story will take place in their twenties and thirties. Nice. What, um, what brought you to doing it, to doing a serial instead of doing novels? It excites me. And it, uh, if something excites me, um, it's much easier to push myself to move, move forward on it. So I, um, in the ADHD world, we call it chasing the dopamine. Um, and so whenever I can find a thread of something that really excites me, I try to incorporate it so that I have to do as little work as possible, convincing myself to do the things I want to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I was, uh, I was just having a conversation with uh, my buddy Chad Letsky for this podcast. I don't know if that has, will be out by the time. I think he comes after your episode, but we, yeah, he's, I was telling him, I kind of admire him because he's, we've been, we've been friends, I think since like 2015 or 2016. Um, and like, he has always kind of ignored all the stuff you're supposed to do and always done what he wants to do and write the stuff he wants to write. And it's, sometimes that can be hard because you're not, you know, you're not necessarily, um, it, it may not necessarily lead you to the financial. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to use the word success cause I hate that word, but like um, financial gain, gain or results that you want. Um, but, uh, but 
but it's a lot more fun to do that. <laughs> I could tell you that yes. much, you know? Um, so like what, um, what specifically brought you to that genre? Um, I mean, it's, it's honestly, these days, it's mostly what I'm reading in my yeah. fun time. Um, um, after, after being so long in the romance world, um, I'm really just tired of romance in general. Yeah. Um, and JP and I have been in so many conversations about writing diverse characters and listening to this wonderful podcast called doing diversity with writing. Um, and at least one of the, um, the ladies doing the podcast has like her educational background is in, uh, diversity studies, gender studies, I think, um, and one, I was like, I want to get away from romance because I'm really tired of romance being the goal. It's so exhausting. Um, it's the same journey over and over, even with different parts, like sprinkled in of like emotional traumas and troubles and all that. Yeah. Um, and what, but I really love writing relationships in general, friend relationships, found family, actual family, um, and all the pitfalls in there. And so I wanted something that just gave me a lot of space, which, um, writing something like epic fantasy, really the readers really give you a lot of space to travel around. They, they don't get upset if you don't follow a, like a one direct storyline. Um, and they love reading long, long things, which is, I just want to live in the, in a world with some characters for a really long time. So that's awesome. That all I, combines. I, I, I wish I, I wish I loved serials, like, because especially in my genre, I mean, writing them in post-apoc is very similar to fantasy. I mean, you can just keep telling the story and going and going. It's just, I don't know, they're like that format just hasn't really, uh, I was talking to Christine about this. Like it just, I don't know, it hasn't hooked me. I, I don't think. And like, it's hard for me to think about getting away from novel writing. So. Well, and, and I think, I don't think anyone should, necessarily push themselves to write anything or to create anything that they're not yeah. super interested in um but it's all but see i stumble all over over my my words okay. it's like my <laughs> brain goes in two thoughts um like there's absolutely um something of worth to be found in pushing yourself to try new things just because they're new things even yeah. when you're resistant of it but it's really hard to push yourself to try new things that you're going to have to commit to for a long time and serials are a commitment so like that's different than writing a short story Absolutely. 100%. Very, very, very different, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, cause I love the idea of it. I mean, it's uh, and, and all the, you know, talks and stuff that you and I've seen, seeing what people were doing with it. And it's just, I think it's really cool. It's just, I'm, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't excite me, which is why I've stayed away from it. You know, yeah. just like you're saying, I'd rather just keep going down the path and building my book backlist, but I wish I, I don't know, maybe one day we'll, we'll have to see. So maybe one day you'll have a, you'll have a story where like, ah, this one makes sense for a serial. Well, that's the and thing. Then like, and then you'll have the dopamine could, sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like for sure. You know, but we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see it somewhere. Either way. I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you and I have had conversations around what you've been working on and stuff. And, um, I, I know you were getting pretty burnt out on romance and you were kind of yes. just turning the wheels. So, um, you know, good on you. And I'm super stoked for you moving on and like writing what you really want to write and also getting to do it under your build the Chris Kane brand. Finally, Indeed. You know, it'll be, I, I tell you what'll be interesting is, um, it is, uh, like you've basically been just collaborating, right? 
like pretty exclusively? Yeah, I haven't almost exclusively. I still have like one series that's solo and romance that I need to complete, but it was so painful to write those solo ones because I was so tired of the genre. They took so much extra effort um, and collaborating gave me so much energy just because of bouncing off another person that it's been mostly collaborating. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like when Jay and I quit collaborating on fiction, um, there was definitely an adjustment period for me (laughs) because we, we were basically like, I kind of worked on some of my own stuff in between, but it was basically exclusively Mm -hmm. us writing together. And I was so, because of the way we worked, I was so used to being able to just like blow through first drafts and like weave stuff behind for him. And now it was like, Oh man, I have to do this. <laughs> you, you still know. leave brackets for yourself. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, I like uh, that tool. I definitely do that. And um, actually now I've talked about this a little bit on writer's Inc, but I don't think I've talked about it on here, but um, I'm with the book I'm working on now, my, the sixth book in my dead South series, I'm actually editing as I go I'm doing okay. I, like oh doing like the Dean Wesley Smith cycling thing yeah I was gonna say Dean it must be something with Dean because most people in my circles call it the Dean Koontz thing um, oh, okay and, yeah because Dean Koontz will um you know he'll write and then I don't know his exact process but I know that he doesn't move on to the next chapter until that chapter is done oh interesting um, and and uh I think he writes at in the morning then edits all that stuff in the afternoon um, okay. So the next morning he's can just move on. And uh, what, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm waking, like the first thing I do every day is I'm editing what I wrote the day before. To reload um, it in your brain. Yeah. Yep. And, but, but I'm doing like several, I mean, when I'm done with this draft, I'm saying it straight to my editor. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go back and do another pass because like, I hate that. <laughs> I hate getting into a draft and having to go back and do all these passes. So I'm trying the thing where I'm just doing it as I go and uh, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. So, you know, it'll, it'll see, we'll see, but um, yeah, yeah. well, uh, so like the, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the show, uh, I kind of told you before, and you probably kind of knew coming in was you, you have this super unique experience. You basically just got out of where, um, you spent the majority of last year traveling around the States in a van, you know? Yeah. Three months. I guess three, for some reason, I thought it was longer. Um, If I mean, it it felt like forever. I was going to say in your head, it probably felt longer. Cause I usually, I tell people when I, when I tell them about, I usually tell them you were like for six months and you probably felt like it was six months. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, so yeah, it was, it's funny because um, you'll laugh at this. Uh, I don't know. It was like a week or two. I was having like a down week and I was like, and, you know, and settling into a routine after so much chaos for a year or so, um, I was like, man, I'm so boring. And then I stopped like dead stopped on the stairs and was like, girl, like you have lived for the last eight years in a foreign country that you accidentally immigrated to. Um, <laughs> and then like last year you like traveled around in a van for three months from one side of the U.S. to the other and with your five-year-old and your kid, and then you moved back to move to a new town. Um, and yeah, I was just like, just shouting at my brain, but yeah, so I have just have wanted to do that for a long time. Like, you know, of course, during COVID van life was trending, especially because yeah. it was just a safer way to travel. 
And um, it had been my my ex and I separated right before COVID started. And then uh, I had lived in the same house for uh, two years when I when I left for the van adventure, which is the longest period of time I have lived in one house since I left my childhood home where I lived like the full 17, 18 years that I lived there. Parents still live in that house. And then I haven't lived in a single spot for longer than now two years since then. Um, so I was feeling such itchy feet after being in one spot for so long because of COVID. And I was like, all right, we're going to, I had a bunch of events, most of like all the ones we met up at a couple of them, I, or one of them, I think the Louisiana one, I was just like, I was going to invite myself if Jay hadn't invited me. Um, <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm still in the country. I'm coming. Uh, and I was like, I, we, you know, we've got to be up there from, I think it was July, no, June to October. No, August, October. I've got to be up there for August from August to October. I had an event in July. Um, so I was like, okay, here's the plan. I go up for my July event in Massachusetts. I fly down to Florida. I find a van. I drive it up to New York, drop it off on my parents, fly back to Costa Rica, pack up my entire house, put it in storage, fly back to New York, get the van ready. And then we go. Um, and that's what we did. We went from New York to California where, uh, my dear friend and nanny's family lives. And then we drove from California to Nashville, back up to New York, um, down to, um, Louisiana back to New York and then came back to Costa Rica. Still haven't sold the van. If anyone wants a really (laughs) kick-ass van, uh, please comment on, on this podcast and I will get you the DJ. Oh, you didn't sell it yet. No, no, she's 1994. Um, gosh, can't remember any of the details right now, but (laughs) Uh, I will, I will happily share the the Facebook post. No, we put up a a post for sale um, at the end of October, beginning of November. I think I actually, as we were leaving Louisiana, we were in the van getting ready to leave the hotel. And I was like, I need to post this video to sell it, but it was like the end of the travel scenes. And so no one was interested. Yeah. And so like, we've just kind of let it sit now and we'll start posting now as people get interested. But, um, by the, by the end of the trip, I think we visited like nine national parks. I was so sick of rocks, uh, giant, pretty rocks, um, uh, because we did, um, Zion, the grand Canyon and the petrified forest in like three or four days. Um, it was, too aggressive like you need at yeah. least four days for each of those places i could see that for sure except for maybe petrified rocks that's a good day's drive but uh and we were so exhausted after that we were like we're tired of dryness we're we, like we live in the rainforest and we've just spent two three weeks in the desert and the california wildfires and all of that and we're like we're done so we like just floored the gas and for a day and a half just booked it from the Grand Canyon to the Ozarks. And we literally like sent like a quick message to my family. Priscilla forgot to tell her mother and we ran up into the mountains to find waterfalls um, with, and there was no signal and Priscilla's mom had no idea what was going on and she didn't message her for two days. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and just like laid in water for a weekend because we were so parched. Man, like what, what an amazing adventure though. I mean, you mentioned that it's something you always want to do. And I, a lot of people have that dream, mm-hmm. you know, and um, 
my, my uncle actually, he, he just sold everything he had and bought an RV and is about to go Amazing. do that whole thing, which is, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm super stoked for him. Um, but, uh, but you actually did it. Like you went out and I mean, just kudos to you for that. I mean, that that's awesome. Um, it's so funny. So, well, before I get there, I, I want to ask, cause I don't think I asked you what the exact, I mean, there was some sort of circumstance why you did this, right? Like, uh, like well, I know you had of, the events, but yeah, there was, there was the, there were the events that I wanted to be in, in the States for, yeah. and there was a wedding that I wanted to be in the States for. And so I was like, well, I'm going to be, have to be in the States for about three months anyways, because it doesn't make sense to fly back and forth. Yeah. Um, and Smalls is going to school. We will not have enough time at any other time of the year or any, like for the next, like, you know, 18 I don't know, 15 years. No, how long are they in school? 13 years. Um, <laughs> a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't have like this kind of freedom for another 13 years to just yeah. be able to go and do this. And so it was just kind of like, well, this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it, it's so funny. So when I tell people about you doing that, cause I've told several people and, um, and I've shown pictures of the van and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the, I, I tell you the, the, here's the funny reaction I get is, um, for one, a lot of people think that you're homeless and I'm like, no, like that's not, she wanted <laughs> to do this. Like, and, um, but then the, the, the one thing that always comes up, I'm like, yeah. So she traveled around this van with her five-year-old and with the, her five-year-old's nanny. And they're like, why did she take a nanny? And I'm just like, well, she's still working. Like that's, I have to explain to them, like, you know, for, you know, for one, have you ever been around a five-year-old? Like, <laughs> You know, and, and because you were still having, a, you were going to coffee shops and working and, and still trying to I get actually stuff worked far less. So that was, that was one of the things that didn't end up working out the way that I thought it would, is that I thought I would, I would thought I would continue to write the whole yeah. time. Now I continued to work. I continued to work on things that, that didn't involve creativity, but I really, I found like that most of my creative energy and creative brain, because we moved so fast. And this is something I'd change if I ever did a road like this again, so I wouldn't move as fast. All of my creativity uh, brain was kind of put into logistics of where are we going? Where are we filling up our water tank? Where are we um, disposing of our, our, our old water? Um, where are we going to stay? Like, are we going to live in a, on a Walmart parking? I don't even think we slept in any Walmart parking lots. Um, but like, uh, you know, where are we going to park? Where are we going to, um, sleep? Where are we going to like recharge our, um, electricity or our, um, our, yeah, our electricity things. And, um, if I were to do it again, I would, I would move slower. Um, yeah. because I just didn't have the energy, the creative energy to move that often and continue to create. That makes sense. I mean, and my uncle, when I was talking to him about this, that's, he was explaining all stuff. He's like, man, you got to figure out like where you're going to park. You have to figure out how to like all the, all those little things you mentioned, all these little logistical things that you have to do getting water, or like, you know, gain rid of your, you know, with an RV, you know, gain rid of your, all your sewer stuff and all mm -hmm. that, like or your set, you know, septic system. And, um, it, it, I could see if I, I think if I was going to do it the way you did and, um, and, and knew I only had a short amount of time, I don't even know if I like, I, I, I don't know if I would, I would try to do it where I didn't even have to worry about working very much. I think, <laughs> I think I would just want to do it and go have three months of just doing my exploring and, 
you know, um, now you're obviously we're running a community with Jay and I mean, there were stuff, some stuff you had to do, yeah. Um, but you know, I think, uh, but obviously if you were going to do that long-term, you would have to get into some sort of routine with. Um, yeah. So I basically didn't write, I did write, finish writing a book at the very beginning of the trip. Um, and then I basically didn't write from the middle of August until November, once we kind of like got in space here. And it still took me probably until the beginning of this month before I got into an actual, um, regular writing process. Yeah. Yeah. But, but even still, like you you had all those events you were going to, you went to a wedding, you did all this stuff, like having someone along to help you and to watch smalls while you were doing those things. Oh yeah. Well, like it, there would have been so much insanity with oh, just one adult with this extremely high energy child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and plus the other thing I tell people is I'm like, well, like I say nanny, but also like they're super tight. I mean, you guys. Yeah. Are- like we've moved out of the, the nanny situation now as Smalls is going to school and it's, it's always, it's super interesting because we became super good friends through her being my nanny. Um, and then as you know, my, uh, my relationship ended, um, she would step, she stepped, you know, volunteered to step in a little extra with, with some childcare as needed. Um, and like just through the chaos of COVID, like we just got really close. And so as, uh, we were both ready to leave our little beach town, And so we're like, well, we could possibly live together, like as that nanny job ends and uh, I'm interested in moving to the city, you're interested in moving to the city. Um, The the van trip was kind of this test to be like, is it possible for us to live in close quarters together? There is no greater test than living in a tiny van with a child. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how you did it for three months. Like, I just like, I love Haley. I love my daughter. (laughs) Like, but I just, I don't know how you, you were in that van with, with three of you guys, you know, you know I don't even, know either. It worked, but I don't remember. How it I mean, it was even like, I even, even those, like, you know, you parked on my lawn for what, like not a week, but like couple several nights, days, a couple, three nights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, you guys can like, we have space. If y'all want to sleep inside, you were just like, nah, we're good. I'm like, Okay, either like our house is like offensive to her or she's crazy. No, we're super comfy. We got our system. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. You at that point, I think you guys just yeah, yeah, system and your routine. Yeah, Yeah, that was two months in, I think. Yeah. And it was it was it was so funny too when you how when you guys were here, then of course like JP was here and oh I think he got he bought a baby. And I was like, well, I know somebody selling one who happens to live two streets over from me. And, yep. uh, they, I, I still, Eric and Heather, I'm still like, man, you gave them way too good of a deal. Is what I, tell I agree. Them. I'm just like, you guys gave them, but, uh, but you know, J- JP will hit me up and let me know what's, uh, um, what some updates and stuff they've made. And I'm just like, that and I'll show Eric and be like, Hey, they're taking care of your van. Just like you. Yep. Hank the tank you wanted. So, so yeah, I don't, it's just, it's really amazing that you guys were able to do that. And, you know, and, and the other thing is too, as smalls is old enough to be able to look back at that one day and um, probably will remember a lot of the stuff you guys got to do. He has this really interesting trauma about it. And I call it trauma because, um, Every time we leave the house and we're like going on a trip now, he's like, oh, are we going to our new house? <laughs> <laughs> the child does not know what a stable home looks like. 
<laughs> well, he will, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that, that is, that's changing, but uh, yeah, like it'll, it'll take a while. It'll take a while, but two months into like being in a house, settle and he still hasn't gotten it. So when you, when you, when, when you settled down there and everything and, and got back, I mean, were you, were you happy to be back in the house or like, did you, yeah, we were super ready for it. Okay. Um, and I think I, like, you know, when we left, I was so anxious to get like back to traveling because for two years, almost like we'd been, or I guess at that point it had been a year and a half. We'd just been locked down. Like we, like we couldn't go anywhere. Um, and we overbid it. We like intensely traveled for three months. Um, and like all of us, I think we're just ready to then have things be easier. I mean, yeah. like we can take, we don't have to wonder where we're taking showers. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have like, instead of like pooping in our fancy bucket with bags, we've got like two toilets in this house <laughs> with running water. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, if I was in that position, I probably, and this is me not knowing exactly like what those accommodations look like when you're traveling. But I was like, man, I probably would have spent like 20 bucks on the, the planet fitness membership where you can go to any planet fitness, you know, well, and the, the only thing was with COVID like normally. That, yeah. yeah. That's but with yeah, COVID that, and a five-year-old. I was like, nah, man, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Like the, the COVID stuff I could definitely would definitely be a detractor, especially going to a gym. You know, yeah. But, uh, but in like, general, yeah, that's an amazing idea, but that then would be amazing. The, there's, but there's all the gas stations though, like the, that's the true. travel Truck centers, stop, like, yeah, the pilots, yeah, they're the solid too. Stuff. Yeah. So if you, um, like, I mean, you kind of mentioned one thing before, but like, if you were to do that again, I mean, what are some, like, other than slowing down, is there anything else you would change or do different? Absolutely would get a larger vehicle. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, uh, study, yeah, I would get like a, um, either just a bigger van, um, or a, um, cause basically the main difference that I would want is a hangout space that isn't the sleeping space. Cause like mm. the way ours, our bed just folded down into our hangout space, you know, the back seat. Um, and so when you have anyone in the, in the van who has slightly different sleeping schedules, it just becomes very difficult to like have space to exist, especially if the weather's not bad. So I would simply just have a slightly larger vehicle um, so that there is the sleeping space that is always the sleeping space and the hangout space that is always the hangout space. What do you think of the people doing the schoolies? I really like schoolies. The only issue I have with them, and I like, I definitely have considered hard about doing a shorty schoolie. Yeah. Um, the only issue that I have with most people doing them is they try to load up all of the amenities of a real life house in them. And that makes them super dangerous. Um, mm. so that is, that is my main concern with schoolies, but I love schoolies. And that would probably like, if I were to buy one for, um, like a, like a crazy cat lady, me after my kids out of school, um, I would probably get a short schoolie. I mean, I, I have so many reasons, like one, um, in the event of apocalypse, diesel is the best fuel. It's the, yeah. I asked JP about this. Um, it's the easiest yeah. to like, like reactivate, um, and be safe. Um, parts are all over the world. Uh, yeah. you get a little bluebird schoolie, like, you know, you're going to be able to find parts anywhere. Um, and a lot of the fancier vans, that is not the case. 
I love how you have prepper reasons for it. <laughs> 100%. I grew up a homesteader because we were poor. <laughs> The, the, and the short ones would actually, like you said, you just need a little bit more space. Like mm. that would, that would probably be just enough. I would exactly. imagine. Like, just like your, your like couch table area in, in you and know, cooking area. And then your sleeping area. Like if that was just a little bit separate, it'd be so much more livable longer term. Well, I think it's awesome that you went out and did it. I mean, like you said, it is a trend, but I mean, there are a lot of people doing it, but I mean, there's a lot of people who talk about doing it, but actually never get up and do Very it. True. So like the fact that you were able to do it. And like I said, you like for smalls, you created some really awesome memories. Like he might be traumatized now by it, but, but he has, he loves his junior ranger vest uh, with yeah. all of his pins on it and his hat. That's going to be that's a memory awesome. for a lifetime. Yeah. That's, yeah. Haley still asks about him. Like, Aww. She's, <laughs> she's she's still she still asks she had so much fun those few days you guys were here so you know next time we go out and about and see something cool we'll have to send her a video i was gonna say yeah we we definitely we we, we need to do that so they can kind of keep in touch because she definitely she definitely asked about him and stuff so so uh so what like for you i mean uh like what's kind of next for you like are you just kind of focused on like getting your Chris Kane name going? Is that kind of your priority right yeah, now? Yeah, getting getting the Chris Kane going. Chris Kane game. Fight for your lives. Um, <laughs> Maybe there'll be a game eventually. <laughs> yeah, getting that going. Um, continuing on with uh, community building. Once, once travel things are more consistent, I really want to start hosting retreats. Nice. Um, and I've been, I've been thinking about lots of like different, like unique focuses on that. Cause I like, as a person, I like going on longer, slower things because then I'm not as stressed about getting in every moment, which tends to exhaust me. Yeah. Um, and I've like, I really like week long retreats or five day you know, retreats with travel time. Um, and I would really like to host some of those both for writers, excuse me. Um, but also I am really intrigued at the idea of having reader retreats and what that might look like. Yeah. I think that would be really, really cool. I've yeah. thought about that stuff too. So you could do authors on a schoolie. <laughs> I don't know if I want a bunch of authors on a stuck on a schoolie, unless we have, unless we have a giant, um, uh, yeah like a oh. uh, parade of schoolies. <laughs> you have to have a bunch of short ones. Like you couldn't right. have just one, one of the big ones. Yeah. Like well, even when we do authors on a train, it's like, you know, we're on, like you have space on the train and, you know, it's really on there. You know, we've obviously done the overnight one a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And then we, the California, I think we were on there for eight, like 10 hours or something like that. Um, and, uh, but yeah, do, doing, doing, a, and then we're in the same house or whatever, but doing a week, that would be, especially I, I, knowing you as I do and how introvert you are. <laughs> cruise you know. ships are great. I did, yeah. um, the writing excuses cruise the first year they did the cruise. Oh, cool. Um, and I was going to go the next year, but I got pregnant. Um, so the kids oh, stacked me, <laughs> um, but, um, I, I think that like, those are amazing because everything's handled, everything's yeah. taken care of your food's taken care of, you know, and, and extra stuff. Um, that was a great experience. Yeah. That's the thing with retreats is like all the logistics and stuff. I mean, we're, um, we're in the midst of that now for what we're doing later this year. And it's just like, it's 
so much stuff you have to think about even when you've done it as many times as jay and i have at this point it's still like it's just i don't know <laughs> it's different every it's different every year different the times change thing locations change they're fun though and i mean like yeah. providing those experiences for people is i mean it's it's my favorite thing probably that i do and and i mean i love writing i mean that's probably number one but like doing the retreats and the events that jay and i've done i mean it's it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I joke and I'm saying joke in quotations that half the reason I'm a writer is so that I can hang out with cool people, AKA other writers, but like, that's probably a really large percentage of yeah. why I wanted to write as a kid. For sure. I, I thought you were going to say to travel. I was going to say, well, Joanna, that's basically Joanna. <laughs> I mean, all jokes aside, Joanna loves writing, but I know she loves doing the traveling mm -hmm. for writing too you know so well that's awesome i'm be really uh looking forward to seeing what what you plan there and stuff and obviously uh really excited for you moving forward you know writing what you want to write i think that's going to be uh that's going to be awesome so yeah well uh why don't you uh you know if there's anything you want to promote specifically or you tell people where they can find you the podcast all that good stuff yeah, everything can be found at my website, uh, except for my TikTok, which we didn't talk about my TikTok addiction. I'm well, you know, I'm not going to talk about TikTok. <laughs> uh -uh. But for any of your listeners who might also be TikTok addicts, um, but it's my website's www.chriskane.com, also C-R-Y-S. I was going to say, that's the part you probably should Yeah, spell. that's the part. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. C-R-Y-S-C-A-I-N.com. It's in the show notes. Um, and TikTok is It's Chris Kane. Um, and I am hopefully going to post more there because I just, I enjoy that environment. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, yeah. and I'll put, I'll, I was, I would, I'll make sure I put your TikTok in the, in the show notes too. Cause I know, uh, I, I know you love your TikTok. So, I do. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. So, <laughs> so awesome. Well, it's so awesome to see you. Good to see you. I feel like too. I don't talk to you enough, so even though we're in all these communities and stuff. Together, I know. <laughs> so yeah. we're always talking about something peripherally and not just chatting. I know. So this, this it was awesome to catch up. So awesome. Well, thank you very much. And I will talk to you later. Thanks for having me. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creator Dad Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join the official Creator Dad Discord community where fellow creator dads like you and me connect to discuss our creative endeavors, parenting, relationships, music, movies, and TV, sports, money, all the things that dudes love to talk about. Get all the details at patreon.com slash creator dad.